Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a podcast Good morning, good afternoon or good evening This is More Than Just a Podcast podcast season nine uh episode 21 uh back in the no not in the studio back on the ether is john where are you and what are you doing i'm in my loft speaking to you and also back is nigel aka the shed man where are you and what are you doing i'm in my shed <laughs> flicking through my phone Oh, isn't it too cold for your shed? Uh, oh, the heat is plugged in. Oh, good, good. Uh, no George tonight because he's uh, playing away in uh, Manchester. 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 Um, so, uh, guys, we won a game. We must all be happy. Are we happy? Yeah. 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 Really? Really happy? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Are we Pellegrini? Are we flip flops? Are we Pellegrini in now? All of us. Well, you, yeah. if you're Pellegrini in, you're a flip flop. Some of us <laughs> were always Pellegrini in. Oh, you, you hang on a minute. Last week, last week, you were saying even you had flipped. No, no, no. That, that is not true. That you, you need to go oh. back and listen to what I said. What I said was, if us, if we lost against Southampton, I can see no way back for him. Because of the pressure right. brought on him by the fan base would be too much to bear. Okay. Well, let's talk about that game. Uh, let's start with you, John. Uh, I assume you watched the game at St. Mary's against the Saints. I did. Yes, I did. How was it for you? Well, it was an enjoyable watch, Sean. And what made it an enjoyable watch, John? It was uh, much better tempo, much better pressing and much more sort of everything about it was much better Antonio was unbelievably good and well, let's talk about the formation what formation did he go yeah four four two. and why was that because Anderson was ill wasn't he he had the shits yeah did he the two yeah. bit bobs yeah two bob bits two bob yeah. bits and vomiting <laughs> yeah yeah. So you you do have to ask yourself, did he only change the formation because he was forced to? 
but it was a revelation, wasn't it? Who would know that? And if you you play two up top with Antonio uh, with uh, Alaire, suddenly it starts to work. Who, who I mean, would imagine? They did. They did look okay together as well. To be fair, they had. I, I would say there's the sort of embryonic stages of a partnership there. If he was to continue, which I think he should do. And yeah, yeah, it was just. It was just. I'm sure we all agree. It was just much better all around. It was like a game that was good to actually watch it and not just sit there going, oh, you know. So, yeah, yeah. much better. And uh, we know who your man of the match will be because it will be Antonio and everyone will say that. But who was your second man of the match, John? My second man of the match? Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought defensively, I thought Balbrano had a very good game. Um, yeah, I think, um, no, I thought... They're yeah. all done really well, Sean. That was much better all yeah. around. But I mean, that, I mean, it's a shame that uh, his goal was disallowed, wasn't it, Antonio's? Yeah. Well, we had a great bit of play. Well, oh, that, that's the letter of the law. But, but you know, there were, you could argue there were other incidents. Yeah, no, I, mean, should have, in particular. I, I mean, I think that was a penalty. I was just, you know, VAR got that wrong completely. But yes. I think, you know, if you've got someone in a headlock in the box and then just jump into somebody else, I think they're outside the box, but either of them would have been fouls. So I think it was a penalty. So we've talked about going 1-0 up and, and the dominatrix in the first 60 minutes. Dominatrix? Yeah. What is it called if it's not dominatrix? <laughs> Domination. <laughs> you, you're, you've got yeah, swinging you on your, your mind, personal you, life and your football <laughs> life mixed up again, Sean. <laughs> so, <laughs> a bit like the like, game of two halves or a game of two periods. What Obviously, it was a bit tense at the end, John. Without putting words in your mouths, they could have drawn at the end and we wouldn't have oh, been probably mean, as happy. They, 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 had, they had their chances, didn't they? Yeah, but... uh, so, so I'd like to to actually focus in on the substitutions. Okay, Car- Carlos Sanchez. Yeah, and Diop came on as well, didn't he? And he said, "Well, he he really only came on the eighty ninth minute, but but I did sit Sanchez here with him and say, now we're just going to invite it on and try and defend for the last was it 10, we did. 15 minutes or whatever it was. So, <clears throat> yeah, no." He, it was obviously. It wasn't. Desperate. That was a bit that wasn't that sport for me. That spoilt the whole game. That we did all that work and we tried probably for 70, 65 minutes. And for that last sort of 25 minutes, we sort of bought it on ourselves. We changed our formation. We, we just let them come at us. And lucky that we didn't concede, really, in, in some ways, I thought. And that spoilt the whole performance for me oh i'm sorry to hear that but you know he was obviously desperate for the win yeah and he in his mind he showed a bit of emotion didn't he in his mind that was the uh the way to close the game out and yeah yeah it's uh it's kind and of, then yeah, late in right, in injury time uh david martin almost a carbon copy of uh fabianski does a goal kick, pulls a muscle, goes down with waving his arm in the air. Um, at that point, I thought, here we go. Here comes um, Roberto. 
um, lucky enough he carried on, but now we've got a little bit of a tense time. Is Fabianski and and uh, Martin fit to come back for Boxing Day, or do we have to? Uh, will, will we have to be calling on Roberto again? Yeah, it looks well. You tell me, really. You know better than me. But it's, right. you know, well, it looks like it we do a bit of an injury update after the review. Let's move over to uh, Nigel. Nigel, uh, did you watch the game, or were you busy in Germany? Uh, I, I saw the game Sunday morning. It was recorded for me. Yeah. During the game, I had to rely on you lot to be fair. Use lot. Uh, use. Yeah, use, use lot. Yeah. As uh, me and a friend were speeding up the autobahn to game number three for the next day. Yeah. Um, Explain to our listeners what you were doing in Germany, but don't, uh, don't mention the war. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> we had a good old laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Listen, mate, you know, it happened and you've got to move on. And, and and for me, you don't visit the sins of the grandfathers onto the grandsons. So you should be able to, you know, be able and have a little, you know, respect and, and a laugh and joke about it. So, uh, and you know, as a, you know, lapsed or expat German down the line, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I flew out Friday afternoon straight into a game, Fortuna Cologne against some other town. Uh, and that was freezing cold. But still, that was game number one. Saturday, I went to Cologne against Leverkusen. Uh, brilliant game of football, fantastic stadium, proper 50,000 in there, not the made-up 50,000. Um, ultra ultra football, the ultras in football, we look down there and nose at them and haven't experienced it in Germany. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be against them coming into British football. I might be a kick up the backside that perhaps our stadiums need. They're already here, mate. Palace have got them. Well, yeah, people sneer at the Palace ones. I, I, I don't object to them. Having seen how it works in Germany, um, it certainly brings a stadium to life. The, even the Division 4 game I went to um, Friday night, there was about 150 ultras that were non-stop in, in, on their terracing. Yes, people terracing at a football game. Not they do that. like their fireworks, no pyro, no party, well, don't they? this is the mad thing. The Leverkusen fans five times did uh, uh, let off flares, and not yeah. just one flare at a time, like, you know, 30 or 40 of them at a time, five times during the game. It's a local derby, so there's a lot of needle. Um they do like that. But anyway, it's, it's not German football well, podcast. you've asked, so let me finish then. I'll finish the story about Gorn, about the stadium, Gorn. So then I'll go to uh, Osnabrück against uh, Dresden. And Dresden have got the most, um, I don't know what the right word is. They're, they're, they're ultras. Germans? The most notorious. No, they're the most notorious. Um, Nazis? No, they're not Nazis. They're East German. So, um, uh, well, I don't know. But anyway, whether that makes them whatever they are. But anyway, they're most notorious. And they, they they turn up in numbers. It was about a factory. They were restricted to a 1,000. Osnabrück holds about 20,000 a grand. 
outside the ground. I got given a card. I can't read German. Asked my friend what it meant. He said, oh, you don't want to know, with a laugh. And I said, I asked his son what it was. And they told me that the people were campaigning to stay at their stadium. <laughs> so you're part of another stadium, don't move to a stadium campaign oh, now. Oh, God. I've got the card. Signed my name, Nigel Khan, England, West Ham. Give it to the bloke. He give me a thumbs up. And uh, But they're more organised out there. Like like Germans. Well, then the Hughes more organised than Hughes View. Well, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Hughes View was ten of us. Um, they had about fifty fans all around the stadium, uh, yeah. handing out cards for people to sign to give back to them for them to put into the club. The ultras were organised with a banner display. I mean, quickly at the end of the game, I'd never seen anything like this. So the Osnabrück won three nil. Brilliant game. The Dresden fans left on mass with five minutes to go. So when the game finished, not one away fan was in the was in the ground. And it's like a protest they do to show the players they thought they were crap. Mm. <laughs> Fire, uh, then the Osnabrück fans, uh, players, went over to the um, ultras behind their goal. And the ultras picked five players out to get onto the fence. And the five players had to leave the ultras in chanting. After the game, why all the other players stand on the pitch and clap along and watch? Weird, man. Anyway, we'll save it for your German anyway, podcast. Yeah, took bringing us back to the south coast, so by the sea, seaside. Your text uh, when you watched it, yeah. right, made me think we were really dominant. And watching the game, I think we were fortunate to get a draw, even though. You know, we didn't have a draw. We win. Sorry, a win. We were fortunate that we didn't get it, that it wasn't a draw. Sorry. Little stat attack. Go on. We had forty-three percent, which means they had fifty-seven percent of the possession. They had eleven shots. We had eleven shots. We had four shots on target. They had two shots. So small numbers of differences. Two shots on target. Yeah, but they, Maybe. you know, they were unlucky with the one Maybe. against the bar. They hit the post. Our goal, uh, Antonio's goal, should never have been disallowed. Should... Well, no, I, I, I thought we should have won yeah. about, you know, if if they'd had their chances, maybe we would have won 3-2. Yeah, I, I and agree I agree with the penalty. That, that was a nailed-on penalty. Two of our players got cleaned straight out. Um, but what I thought by watching the game live, and I'll ask John if he agrees, we just looked a different West Ham. You know, the West Ham we've seen over the last few games except for Chelsea, has just been, I don't know, just lacklustre, no effort, etc. We just looked, and, and the beast, Mr. Antonio, just looked so powerful and it just seemed to lift the whole team. And we just looked organised and we just were at them from the first kick and we just seemed to be going for it. John, would you agree or disagree? Well, we, I said that, we, you know, the performance all round was just a, an improvement on what we've seen recently again or since the Chelsea game so yeah it's it's just a, it's it's a thing where they they perform like this and now they set a bar and they've got to go from there and, and push past that again haven't they yeah oh what's that someone from the club bringing me oh, oh it's dangerous conversation do we yeah I know mm-hmm. yeah um, Who was it? What's that about? I'd rather not say. Was it Ed Catering? Oh. 
No, it wasn't there, the game oh. room. Oh, was it? Anyway. Was it, the part, um, was it uh, one of your senior sources who spent so much money on the training facilities? Well, if if we finish talking about the game, and okay. I think I've said mine, I, I you know, I was disappointed. We sort of uh, last 15 minutes. Uh, let's talk about that, John. Um, the, the, for those who don't know, what John's talking about is this team's chairman and saviour of our club, David Gold, 83-year-old <laughs> chairman, tweeted in response to uh, a fan who asked him to invest effing money in the training facilities. And uh, David Gold re- <laughs> replied saying, we've invested millions in the training facilities, uh, which caused John to, to ask how much we'd actually invested. And I, I actually wrote, a, thanks, John, because that gave me an idea for Clarence Hughes' story, um, of course. Of course. And, and it's 16, how would I know? 16 point. 16.5 million. So we bought the uh, Rush Green from Ford Motor Company for 1.4 million in 2009 before the owners took over uh, with the idea to turn it into our new training ground. Uh, they initially invested 2.5 million when the owners joined just to bring it up to scratch and, you know, make it a basic training facility. Um, before the first team moved into it, we got planning permission to put in extra gyms, a hydro pool. Um, more changing rooms, more meeting rooms, uh, and and, and modernised basically. That that all came to about ten million. But so by two thousand eight, we'd spent twelve and a half million at Rush Green. Um, two thousand and eight, eighteen. Two thousand eighteen, yeah. we'd spent two twelve point five million. Yeah. And then l- this year, we spent another four million updating Chadwell Heath to become a sort of educational well, that's got nothing to do and with the training ground, and right? hang on it's all part of the academy though isn't it training as well for our youth so the under 18s under 16s under 15s all train there as well right so there you go 16 and a half million now granted right it's not anywhere near what Liverpool Everton Spurs Arsenal, Aberdeen, Man City, Reading, or Aberdeen have invested. Reading, I don't know about Reading. Reading have, are up to 55 million at the moment on their training ground. Mm. So, yeah. And just tell it like it is. That's how much uh, was invested. High end, isn't it? As I tweeted out to reply to it, it was like, yep, yeah, we've spent a lot of money on the top end porter cabins. It's just. Now, to be fair, I'm just going to answer one thing. To be fair, um, he should just keep quiet, shouldn't he? None of this would be talked about if he hadn't come back. To be fair, the picture that Moose, this started when Moose uh, posted a picture because he likes to post pictures in Abrahams. He posted a picture of a port cabin. That port cabin, by the way, is not a training facility, it's the press centre on the site the port cabin is the press <laughs> right, center then. oh well and, right. and hang on hang on and moose took it down when he realized it caused a bit of a stir he took it down oh, the the players themselves do not train in porter cabins i just want to make that clear have you, have you seen was... have you seen other premier League, even first even championship yeah i've been have to chelsea seen? i've, I've been seen there? chelsea yeah, and it's look look I, I i i'm not going to defend it i've been to rush green i've seen the facilities there it's better than it was after they spent 10 million is it good at Chelsea at Cobham? No, it's not. 
Is it as good as Arsenal? No, it's not. Is it as good yeah, as Spurs? You keep no, saying it's not. that, but it's not as good as Reading's. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how much. I have not been to Reading, so I can't answer well, on that I, particular I looked one. up a few things after. Well, you're the you're the, the journalist, Sean. Have a look at it. I will do. Really? Now you've mentioned Reading. I've, you sent yeah, me the one I'm for Aberdeen. Go, I the only thing Redding. I'd say about that is we've got a better football team than Reading. And to me, that's what matters. If they spend $50 million on the training ground, that's probably $40 million they should have spent on the team. But the, the, if you've got, basically, if you've got Rolls Royces in your garage, but you've got a shit old ramp and a pair of dodgy old spanners to look after them. Yeah. You can still you repair know. that Rolls Royce with that, by the way. Well, not really. Yeah. Well, you can. You're not going to get it up and look after it properly, are you? If you haven't got the right gear, if you really want to, if you really want to be, and have you know, the, the the accusation was that the amount of injuries that we get is down to our yeah, I know. Yeah, but look, when we were getting injuries at Chad Relief, apparently it was something to do with Chad Relief. Yeah, we've moved to Rush Green. Yeah, and now it's something to do with Rush Green. It ain't. Well, you know why? The, uh, there's this conspiracy theory. There's nuclear waste well, on the um, yeah on 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 the on the golf yeah. club next door, and it's leaking in and and causing some radioactive. The thing is, I know the area well because I've played <laughs> golf there. And is there radioactive waste on the golf course? Well, next no, door? the golf course next door. I believe. What is that green cloud then? Was like <laughs> yeah. I, I, from what I remember, they're, they're in between the golf course and Rush Green. There's a sports hall anyway, like a local council sports hall, because um, I I had my daughter's first birthday party in there. Um, the golf course is to the left of the sports hall, and that was on waste built out of wasteland. They built like an 18 old golf course and had a driving range. They used to have a driving range on the lake. Um, my mate used to play for Forge United, so I remember going there. And to be fair, the ground where the ladies play looks like all they've done is add a lick of paint and make the pitch better from when he used to play there, when it was Ford United, um, who were a non-league team at the time. They've obviously upgraded some of the facilities, but as I say, you know, I'm the, not going to... The trouble be... with it is, though, Nigel, is that I understand you're saying you'd, you'd rather the money be spent on the first team, but the whole thing is their bravado and their bullshit. And, you know, they, they just... Oh, oh no, that's shut up. Yeah, they? that's the thing. When he comes out, it will look. I will even say he shouldn't have. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have replied. I'll, I'll say but that he shouldn't have replied. When you come out bragging and start throwing out numbers about we spent millions, he said, it we makes him. Millions. Yeah, that's the thing. It makes him look a mug because they then, haven't spent as much as the interest they've taken out of the club, have they? That's mm, well, there's, there's, well, there's actually, thing, that's not true. Well, they've took fourteen million out. Yeah, and it's 16.5. So there you go. You're going to quibble over two and a half million. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they might have took money out last year. We don't know yet till the accounts come out. Not yet. We deal in fact here, Nigel. Anyway, we're keeping this one to an hour. So we'll move on from this. Otherwise, we'd be here all day. Uh, I'll just give you an injury update as far as I know it. As we said, Philippe Anderson had uh, food poisoning 
and therefore was vomiting and various other things. Uh, but he's expected to make a full recovery. Some people would say, keep him out. Don't change your winning team. Uh, the interesting thing is there is a very good chance that both Manuel Lanzini and uh, Lucas Fabianski could be fit. They face a late fitness test on Boxing Day against Palace, but could be fit and available for selection for the Boxing Day game. If they're not Boxing Day, obviously we've got a game two days later and then we've got the New Year's Day game. But but both of those are, are nearing fitness. And who knows? Apparently Jack Wilshire is he also nearing fitness. Uh, I, and, and we'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure he'll be played, but he is nearing fitness. Uh, Winston Reid is already fit, but is, is not being selected in the match day team. Don't know if we'll see him go. A jetty, I am hearing, definitely will go in, in uh, New Year if, if they can find a buy for him. The same with Roberto. Um, and who does that leave? David Martin. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of talk of Darren Randolph uh, coming in. As that, a that's an incredible team. thing, that is. What did, what did Brady say about him once? Didn't she say, who, Darren Randolph? Yeah, didn't she say he was unprofessional or something? Not Darren Randolph, I don't think. She said that about a number of other people, but I'm not sure of Darren Randolph. I've got, I I got, got a feeling she did. I've got a feeling she had. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's the injury news. Obviously, we've got no game against um, uh, Liverpool uh, because of the World Cup, um, World Club Cup or whatever it's called. So we haven't got a game to Boxing Day. Uh, so we're safe for Christmas. And the only other thing, I'll just mention what I know about the manager. As we know, if, if he won... He was safe. He is safe. The star, the Daily Star came out and said that he was going to get sacked by Christmas. I've been told absolute and complete nonsense by a senior source. Completely made up. He's not getting the sack. And, and that will disappoint a lot of people. Um, but it's a game by game. It's on results. They want to see an improvement. You know, he's not out of the woods yet. He's got to see it. We've got to see improvement against Palace. We've got to see improvement... Uh, against Leicester City, we've got to see an improvement against Bournemouth. And if if we just if it's just a one-win wonder and we lose the next three, we're back where we started again. But just to be clear, there is no manager lined up. Harry Redknapp will never be our manager. Just to be clear, Harry Redknapp will never be our manager in a hundred years ever again. Right? Uh, Chris Hutton, very unlikely to come to us. Uh, Tony Pulis, very, very unlikely to come to us. Really? Yeah, yeah, well, very reason. unlikely. Fans would absolutely... Apart from his fan club, like, trying to get him... Well, all I'm saying is very unlikely. Um, David Moyes? Um, David Moyes, I think they would like, or one of the senior sources, is a very big fan, but my understanding is David Moyes wants um, a three-year contract. Look, none of the others have, have appointed managers yet, although Everton are about to uh, uh, appoint Ancelotti. Uh, Ancelotti ruled himself out of the West Ham job, I hear, even though it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, of course he as, did. What a as, as, as did um, Benitez. Did you just really but, uh, is, I, 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 <laughs> oh, Did I really say that? Uh, God. Yeah, uh, as Pochettino ruled himself out as well, as Pep Guardiola ruled himself out as well, have they all ruled themselves out? Well, Klopp has because he's just signed a new contract. Ah, oh, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. 
Dear Lord. Anyway, uh, any questions you want to ask before we move on to uh, our Twitter question time, John or Nigel? No, not really. Uh, dear. How far down the line did they get with uh, did they get with him before he ruled himself out, Sure. Who? Ancelotti? Yeah. How far, how far <laughs> Why do you want to know? Why do you want to know these things? They're, they're, look, there is no ruling themselves out because they would never approach any manager because there is no vacancy. When there's no vacancy, no board member would ever approach any other manager and sound them out. Because we all know what's really done is it's all through intermediaries and agents. Even though he's right. available because he's, he's been sacked by Napoli, so actually you could just ring him up. And you could just say no, that. No, no, you can't undermine the manager, though. The Pe- Manuel oh, Pellegrini. Someone told their owners that because they seem to do a very good job of doing it. <laughs> or you could, anyway, you could make a business decision that this actually isn't working very well. There are two or three very good managers floating about. Let's line someone out, and then let's just get rid of him in time for them to start. And there's a like a ten. I think if you're replacing the manager between matches, I I would I would put in um, I don't know probably Kevin Keane or or that Maresca. Enzo Maresca. Oh, he's really good, that Maresca, isn't he? Yeah, he's really good. good. Yeah, players really like yeah, him. He's really, really like good. him. Yeah, he's the reason really good. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Senior Sauce has just sent me the, the phone call. Uh, oh, hello, hello, Carlo. It is Carlo. Uh, Carlo, it's David Sullivan here. Ka-chum. Oh, the phone went dead. Fucking hell. That must have been him rolling himself out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, let me. Uh, can you I just do a little. Uh, you really have. <laughs> <laughs> you should do the voices you on uh, Captain Town Len. Were you doing the voices on. Um, what was it called? The Pogues Nothing song. Fairy tale. No, it wasn't Fairy tale. You didn't like it? No, I loved it. Yeah. Do you not like it? Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Even my wife watched it. I, I'm, I'm not sure Karen Brady will find it that funny. To be fair, my wife did say that she thought it was a bit bad taste. To okay. I, 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 do, I do have a little little message from the club that I, I, just, I just want to clarify, okay, which is why someone was trying to ring me. No, oh, right. There was a story yesterday that yeah. John sent me about Jack Sullivan in The Independent. And The Independent, uh, a chap called Tom, don't know him, journalist, wrote a story about Jack Sullivan, saying Jack Sullivan is the acting technical director and he's leading all negotia- negotiations for transfers alongside Mario Husilius. What complete and utter... Bullshit. Complete fake news. The story written by this journalist for The Independent was taken down or amended with those words removed within the hour. But the problem is the word got out and it was copied and it was on social media. John found it. A number of other people found it. And of course, the problem is it it becomes a life of its own and it gets out there and people take it as gospel. But just to be clear... Jack Sullivan is the managing director of the women's football team, completely focused on that. He's not a technical director. He is not leading negotiations alongside Mario Husilius. It's all fake news, guys. This is the end of a party political broadcast. All right. It's time for this. Yeah. 
It's Facebook Twitter question time. I think it's true, Sean. Where, where <laughs> it's not true. Where you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the free presenters, questions or statements of fact that you want us to answer on the podcast. Nigel. So yesterday I posted all the gang Yesterday? Back. Yesterday? Yesterday, strangely, on Monday, all the yeah. gang are back in brackets if Sean makes it in time from his... I put sporting course, but obviously I should have put speeding course. Uh, fire your views in now. So Jack Sullivan's wrote, uh, you didn't say speeding course, by the way. You put sporting course. I just said that if you was listening. Oh, all right, right sorry. <laughs> so Jack Sullivan has said, Dad, do you know what I want for Christmas? And and uh, David's gone, oh, sorry. David said, what do you want for Christmas, son? And Jack has said, Dad, I'd love to be technical director to deal with transfer from that. <laughs> so Sully said, okay, son, I'll make Ursula's position so uncomfortable we'll walk and then the job's yours. My million net spend all right, though. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And uh, we could do a TV show and sell it to BBC Free. Very popular show, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. So anyway... (laughs) People finding their views. Been pretty good this week, to be fair. Uh, I, I love reading people chatting amongst themselves like they all know each other now. Uh, first up is uh, Belinda Cacacacacatis. Hello, evening peeps. Uh, we won a lesson joy. Who would have thought the MP would have get the message and play someone with Hala? 
Overall, he was a good performance. I don't have much to complain about. Onwards, Merry Christmas to the whole podcast crew and my fellow Ed listeners. P.S. I love the Colton Cole, but he should give up the punditry. He was shocking. <laughs> yeah, he did look a bit awkward at times. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, I did. German, so I didn't yeah. know what they were saying. So, Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Belinda. So, peeps. Quick. So, next up, uh, Ziggy Stardust said that he couldn't read that without hearing my voice. And uh, Bill just went on like, I'm, I'm not even Greek, but we all know the truth, Bill. Uh, Nick Harvey, evening, gents, and a Merry Christmas. Heard a fault playing two up front would work. And there I was thinking about all the benefits of being in a championship next season. There's 3 p.m. kickoffs on a Saturday. Brady out. Brady out. Paul Beasley. A win at last. Who would have guessed? Oh, ye of little faith. Fredericks played well, I thought, but came under some criticism on some of the fan cam channels, but looked decent on the telly. Antonio was a weapon of mass destruction. He is man of the match by far. I feel good. Na 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 na. Merry Christmas. Use lot. Use lot. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Mark Sorgo said that is the part of there is part of the problem that so many forums on each there is criticism. We're supposed to be supporters, Sean, not critics. Yeah. Is is that uh, a dig at me? No, well, no. I was just pointing it out. All right, okay. That uh, that we're supposed to be supporters, not critics. Okay. Why would you think that was a dig at you? I don't know because you seem to make it a dig at me. No, I just said your name. You give me more grief than West Ham fan TV. Uh, well, mate, that's a good show, people. You didn't listen to it. Uh, they didn't hold back, did they? This this would be fair. It was no. a really good listen. Uh, Ian Gravitz, friend of the show. He says it's probably too late now, but mate, it ain't because it's 24 hours on, thanks to someone and their speeding course. Uh, but people were slate, oh, probably too late. People were slating four hours a while ago. He's no good, too slight, etc., etc. He's turned the corner, assisted Haller with more game times and a partner up front. A jetty could come good too. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Four hours is, is, is growing, growing he, he, into it, isn't he? Best improved out of all of them, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, it just shows you, you know, where I get the flip-flop um, meaning from. Um, because that is Well, no, the general fan base out there, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. three, four... I've, no. I've criticised uh, Four Nails in the past. I'm sure we all have, saying... No. I, I, I said the word. I think I used the word, I don't know if he's going to... Um, make it in the Premier League. I didn't say, you know, he's not fit to wear the shirt or anything, but... Well, you know, some players just need some time. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I'm really glad he's... um... Foreigners, six six months minimum for me. Yeah. You've got to cut them some slack and allow them to get into the pace of the Premier League, especially a young one. Uh, Spain's played a different style of football. In in the, in the Spanish league, so yeah, you know, but you can see he's getting better with every game, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, he was he was like in our Clarence Hugh player ratings, he was like number three or or number four. All right, okay, Nathan Waygood, good day, gents. Merry Christmas to you all from Australia. 
It's nice to be back in the winner's circle and glad we can enjoy it throughout the Christmas. <laughs> I lost it there. Do you, you really, think we could be in a battle? Come on. Yeah, fucking never. So uh, I could do it in a German accent because apparently it was pretty good over the weekend. Do you think we should be in a better or worse position if we had the same squad we have now, but we stuck with Moyes and his backroom staff? Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure about Moyes. I would have stepped with um, Pellegrini. Sorry, oh, Pellegrini. Um, Bilic. Slavin Bilic. Yeah. Would you? you didn't, I don't I think you did yeah. at the time. No, I wasn't. I'm a flip-flop fan. Yeah. No, but then, you know, he's got stories to punt, hasn't he? So, and backing a manager ain't really good story. Um, John, do you think Moyes would have been better off? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. You know, you, you, you know we, we enjoyed last season after our poor start. We enjoyed the style of football we were playing. We were still very inconsistent and we're still defensively fragile it's just it's been disappointing this season so you know there's a chance that Moyes could have done I doubt if he'd done much worse would he let's face it we'll see no I don't think uh, I don't think he'd have got the players in to be fair Moyes if you look at his record of signing players he signs the um, ordinary type of players Rather than, you know, I'm not sure, you know, we'd would have got, would we got Anderson really with Moyes? Not sure. Yeah. Um, Aaron James Chick, a great win for the Amazon Saturday. Antonio and Ala were fantastic. Why did it take so long for Pellegrini to play two up top? Hopefully, we'll keep the same formation for Palace. Also, great podcast this year, and have a blinding Christmas. And you, mate? Hey. Thank you very much, Aaron James Chick. Uh, he or three names. Andy Smith says, Santa can bring you one gift. This is a great question. <coughs> Let's do it now. I was going to save this to the last, but I forgot. Santa brings you one gift, boys. And this is what the choice is. A new board, a new manager, a new stadium, or a new star signing. New board. I'll go last. Go on, what do you want? John? Go on, you're next. No, no, you, I'll go, you go next. Well, me, it is a tough choice. There's uh, a two there. And I did weigh this up, Andy, after reading the question yesterday. And I went for new stadium. I could probably put up with these people if we weren't there. Yeah, see, I think that the only way I can put up with a stadium is with a new board. Um, yeah, and, and that is a good that is a good point actually because I think going to the stadium may be better if they weren't there as well. Yeah, because they've yes yeah, just under well, underperformed, yeah. haven't they? Stooge, what do you reckon? Well, we've got an amazing world class stadium. We've got world class management. We've got world class board. So it's got to be a new style player. All right, maybe Messi or someone. All right, that'd be typical us, isn't it? Get him when he's like thirty five. <laughs> Yeah, he's coming to the end, isn't he? he might. Yeah, he is. He is. He probably will sign for West Ham. No, I don't uh, think so. I don't think a forty-year-old uh, Messi would come to us. <laughs> Go on. Next, David Smith. Did Anderson get a touch of the payets at Southampton? Was he really injured? And as last, we're playing at two up front. Who drops out for Anderson, or does he come straight 
back in if we don't play a number 10, do we? Nice to see Sean pimping himself out on YouTube, though he did talk a lot of sense. Um, right. What was that there on you YouTube? Go. What's that? That would be the West Ham Fan TV podcast I did for two hours. Oh, was it on video as well? Was it on YouTube? It was on video. And, was uh, it on video? Podbean. Yeah, it was on video. Well, like video, video, so you could watch it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I thought it was just like 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 what? Like a podcast. Now, for some reason, the video's cut down. It's like one hour 39, but the podcast is two hours long. Oh, all right. Quite no uh, All right. Auntie Penn, evening all and a Merry Christmas. Oh, hello, Auntie Penn. Uh, good result and very much needed, but we need to keep the momentum going. Having said that it's a nightmare that we've got two goalies injured and may have to rely on our third choice, for every up there's a down, but at least Antonio is back. Yeah, if he keeps fit, it'll be uh, sod's law if yeah. not. And by the way, happy Christmas to Carol, Nigel's <laughs> mum, because I know she listens. <laughs> Always like to say hello to Carol. Yes, thank you, Sean. Happy Christmas, Carol. Yeah. Yeah, happy Christmas, Carol. Carol, Christmas, happy Carol. Happy Christmas, Carol. <laughs> oh, you joker, you. <laughs> she's yeah, never man. heard that before. No. Uh, <laughs> I'll use that, though. Uh, it normally is an happy Christmas, my mum. Uh, I've just got to tell her that I'm going to be at football boxing day. <coughs> uh, not round her ass. Uh, John Mansfield was nervous when he sent Sanchez. Oh, was nervous when he sent Sanchez on. Not only does he look like Stevie Wonder, he plays like him as well. Yeah, I have to well, agree. There you go. That's a bit harsh on Stevie Wonder, I think, to be fair. Um, Ed Hughes. Uh, talking to Stevie Wonder, uh, if my mum is listening, every time I hear Stevie Wonder mum, I just remembered to that time we watched him sing um, that song on Top of the Pops and we couldn't stop laughing. He shouldn't really take the mickey out. Well, this has turned into a Carol Carl uh, podcast. It would do if her name was Carl, though, wouldn't it? She hasn't been Carol Carl since oh, yeah, of course. FA Cup final day. Yeah. Never forgotten one. But oh, anyway, Ed Hughes. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, After sorry. the weekend, yeah, she got to ditch the name. She got the lucky, you know. <laughs> when I've got to keep this name for life. Put my put yeah. my foot in it, haven't well, I? Oh, <laughs> what is her second name? Cole, like Joe and Colton. Uh, All right, now you know. All right, yeah. Let me know. Uh, or, or Larkin as was like the peanut people for the East Enders that are old. After the weekend, a few faults, says Ed Hughes. Why has it taken Pellegrini this long to give Haller a partner? Uh, I think because we didn't really have one for him, did we? Truth be known. Is Martin really injured or is it just a drama to keep everyone interested between now and Boxing Day? He puts, if we do stick with MP, will he get money? We would have been paying him off as a January war chest for players. He thinks we've got to buy in January to be safe. Ed Hughes looking on the positive side there. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, just to answer the previous question, yeah, Antonio, as I think we already said, had food poisoning, wasn't injured. Anderson. I know someone else said. Anderson. Uh, Anderson. 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 What did I say? Antonio. Antonio, sorry. Anderson did have food poisoning, wasn't injured. Uh, Martin was injured, pulled a muscle. 
I haven't heard the results of a scan. I think he had that on Monday. I will ask. Um, yeah, and of course we want to keep everyone interested. It's 11 days without football. How are we going to fill those column inches? Right, so is, are they going to give Pellegrini money? Yeah, they will give Pellegrini money, but it will need to be quite closely monitored on being signed off by all four of them, Husilius, Pellegrini, and Jack. Gold and Sullivan. Jack, sorry, not Gold. Jack's got nothing Jack's to do with it, Sean. I think we established this years ago. 36% owner. Uh, all right, so coming in, 36% owner, does exactly what in the transfer market then? I'll rest my well, case. Well, he's, he's more much. of a... He's more yes. of a... Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what about this uh, Javier Manculo from Newcastle? Have you seen all that today, Sean? Um, no, I haven't. Sorry, I've been a bit busy today. Well, tell me about it and I'll... Well, via, via the Northern Echo, West Ham are yeah. set to bid £5 million for a Newcastle defender who is out of contract next summer. Don't know about that one, but I can look into it after the podcast. Okay. John. Seems about right. Out of contract, five million's about there. I have told, by the way, just to add something to Pellegrini. If Pellegrini does go, he's a man of honour. He's a very rich man, and it might only cost about three or four million to get rid of him. All right. Well, that's good yeah. to know. Uh, there you go. If you're worried about the money, John, because I know you are. I'm not. No. Right, Lewis Serenchat, old Lou. So Pellegrini can make changes to the formation when he wants. Why not do this two months ago? You seem very angry, Lou. You seem very angry. Only at West Ham do you get two keepers with very similar injuries and not the one that you want it to. That's a bit harsh. That's a tiny ground for you. Is Fab still back for Palace, Sean? Uh, I hope he's back for Palace. Palace, but it's a bit touch and go, and whether they risk him or not oh, is the big question. Thank, well, thank God the Mickey Mouse game was cancelled. Can you imagine the score with rubber towing go? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Uh, Norm! <laughs> Goon Green. I know everyone is going to get excited, says Norm, about the performance on Saturday, but do you really think the performance was better than any other we have delivered in the last 10 weeks? We scraped through only because we managed to score a goal. He's put two like a number. Norm, it's T-O-O, to be fair. We managed to score a goal against a team that put in the worst performance I've seen from any team this season. Do you think Sanchez is the player to bring on when we need to change the runner play and hold a slender lead? Normski, the sad old geezer that needs to get a life. One of Dodsy's dudes. That's Norm, Sean, if you remember. He who yeah, I remember pasty thing. Uh, so, do you think the per- performance was any better? F- for, for 60 minutes, yeah. Right. But not for the last 30. Sanchez isn't the answer. Well, if he no, is. definitely not. If he is, well, the question well, must be, who is. is the shittiest player at West Ham at the moment? Who's Who's got the f- fuzziest hair? All oh, right, it's a bit racist, there, son. It's not racist at all. Well, yeah, it's a bit near the mark. It's not we'll racist. Have Pride of Vines art, you know, whatever. Uh, Darren Kitchen. <laughs> <Ghost time. laughs> 
Merry Christmas to all four of you. <laughs> it's the funniest West Ham podcast out there. Merry Christmas. Often unintentionally. That was quite a build-up to that. Yeah. Hope you guys have a well-earned rest and enjoy the festivities. One club, one love. That's from Darren in the kitchen. Sorry, Darren yeah, Kitchen. Don't want to drag women into it again. <laughs> yeah, don't. Please. Yeah, don't. We get, we get complaints, people. Complaints. I take no notice. Barry, Come on. Barry you, you, Meckle. You've got 11 minutes. Excellent performance. We ain't got that many left. Excellent performance, but does it poper over the cracks? Is Pellegrini still one game from the sack? And if so, why don't we just get rid? He's not pelling or pell out, but he's shaking it all about. But his worry is if we stick with him, and by the time he's sacked at the end of February, March, it'll be too late. Love the show. Brady out. He's he's not a game by game. He's got three games. So my understanding is uh, they're so close together. Boxing Day 28th and then on the 1st. Uh, he's got those three games. Right. So, and he'll be and reviewed. If he does well in them three game, games, does he get another three games then? So, are we waiting just for a run of three games where we've got our teams, he loses them and then they can sack him? Or, I don't know. How long has he got well, left on his contract, Sean? Is it two years? Year and a half. No, 18 months. Right, okay. So, if he gets through this season, they've got to pay him off for a season, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although. Uh, you know, like you brought up before, because uh, we ran it, but we didn't remember that there could be a, a 12-month rolling contract or or a, a clause to limit the, the compensation. Right. Well, you'd like to think they are starting to look at options anyway, wouldn't you? Of course they're going to have a plan B through, you know, intermediaries and thing. It would be remiss of any business not to have a plan B. It would be typical of this business not to have a bloody clue really <sighs> go on <laughs> Luke said which sounds like a pub if you think about it but it's not it's a person no solutions <laughs> I don't know why he's posting then if you ain't got solutions no path forward to success right now but three points on three points and he's happy to see him Merry Christmas guys Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Ed Allfall, in honour of playing two up top, who was your favourite strike partnership? Whatever. That's what he said, yeah. Who was your favourite? Oh, McAvenny and Cotty for me. John? Yeah, it'd be the same for me. That was my... It was our era, yeah. wasn't it, Johnny? Was that your era? Uh, Mark, in the South Bank. Mark Mirosovic Sorgo said Robson and Jennings. Uh, Hurst and Best... Um, Cotty and Goddard, McAvenny, Arts and Dowie. Arts and Dowie's a strange How, one. Arts and Kitson did well. Cross and yeah. Van der Velsen, Goddard. For me, I'm going to go Arthur Scargill and the M and the M because anyone that can strike like they did for a year, mate, in the 80s, you know, I doff my cap to him. But Chris Williams. <laughs> oh, thank you very just, much. Just to show that was a joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just point it out, people. Uh, a political joke, no less. Uh, well, it's a political time of the year. Chris Williams, mm. and how good was it to be in Germany when all the, after the election? Because I didn't get to hear anything of the crap that was going on. <laughs> uh, watching the team on Saturday compared to Monday was like chalk and cheese. Was it the formation or did something else change? That's a bit like, who knows? Is there a problem with Anderson? Who knows? 
will the return of Fabianski turn it around? It's a bit like the start of Hong Kong Fu. Yeah, yeah. He's asking a lot of questions. Uh, also, don't forget, yeah, it could be. <laughs> That's the Fabianski one. Will it return with a Fabianski? Could, could be. be. <laughs> also, don't forget we've still got to play Liverpool twice. Oh, that's a killer straight away. Should we go for it in the cup or just make sure we avoid relegation? Would you be happy with 15th and 16th finish and a good cup run? Absolutely. Definitely. Paul Turner just went, oh, really? And then he put a picture of David Gold's tweet about we've spent millions on improving the training facilities to the height. I didn't see the tweet. Now, this is actually good. We have, over the last few years, spent millions on improving the training facilities to the highest standards at both Chad Relief and Rush Green. The highest standards. Well, well, compared to the port cabins over there, it's to the highest standards. I mean, they don't even use MDF. Yeah, they they, well, they use some yeah. like it, it's marble tops and oak panels. MDF. Uh, but that's not true. I, well, I had a mate who did <laughs> security at Tottenham's training ground, and it was you know the the security was so set up for the players, so they didn't have to have an ID badge when they walked in. They had retina. Uh, the oak light. They used the retinas to open the door, a, a retina reader, so they could just look into yeah, it with their yeah. eyes, and the door would open to let them in. Amazing. But, anyway, it's not. A, you got you got six minutes. Yeah, so, right. so what's Jog the scores, on. George Laws? G'day from Cooligan, Queensland. Sean York William from Nicky on Amma TV was well handled. Thumbs up from me, mate. Fair dinkum. You're stuck between a ears rock and a hard place even though it's called Uluru now. What's the chances of a 4-4-2 formation in the next match, mate? I think not. Pellegrino, he's put Pellegrino out. That's a bottle right, of water, yeah. isn't it? So, I think he will go 4-4-2 again, you know, and stay with the same team and keep Anderson on the bench. He That's can't my start prediction. with Fredericks. Oh, is he, is he suspended? He is suspended. So oh, who's well, going to be facing Zaha that. then on about the Palace game? Zabaleta. Mm. Zabaleta. Mm. Right. Alan Woodhouse, who, who is known to us. Evening gents. Which players do you mm-hmm. think we should look to move on in the window? Most of our squad are underachieving, but have shown that they are good enough on their day. And he's put from Amos fan 02587478927412741. Remember him from Twitter, but we don't do Twitter now. And he oh. said, it's Woody, but not your mate Woody, if you get me drift. <laughs> oh, I know the one. We, met we him did on meet him on the boats, yeah. All right, Woody. Um, Ajeti Roberto Sanchez. All the silos signings. All the ones that you you yeah. have been told to say. Well done, Sean. Uh, Mark Mirosov Sorgo. Uh, good evening, Ski. Morning. I don't know what that means. I hope that I made the cut since living the other side of the planet means I only often get to see the question way after you have to close. And recorded the episode. Well, you made it, Mark. Don't worry. My problem, not yours. 
well, that's good of you to say so, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. frankly, you like to be now. fair, Mark, it was tough <laughs> shit if it was our problem. <laughs> because it ain't my fault you live the other side of the world, it's yours. Uh, keep up that's the good what he work. Said. You did I dig him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel bad now because he did say keep up the good work. Maybe we won't yeah. after this. A good performance by the Amers all round last Saturday night. He stayed up till 3am to make sure we won. Well, you could have gone to bed, mate. We still would have won. <laughs> they weren't mm-hmm. just winning just for you because you stayed up till 3 o'clock bragging. But we were a little unlucky only to be held to one goal. We fully deserved the victory. Antonio and Ali, uh, Haller overworked hard throughout and Antonio deserves a big hand for the enormous amount of effort he puts in. Even though if he could keep it down by his side so we can score a goal, it'd be appreciated. Keep it going, keep the faith and have a merry, merry Christmas. Two left. Sean Whetstone says, 24-hour delay as Sean was caught speeding recording on Tuesday night. I bet everyone's so thanks for that update there, Sean. No, I was just giving uh, an update because people are asking where the podcast is because people get used to listening to it on a Monday and people go, where's the podcast? Right. We won't mention the fact that Sean only it. told us it was a two-hour course, so we were all ready and waiting to record the podcast. <laughs> and then he had to text us from the course to say, sorry, lads, it's actually it's a four-hour four course. So a four-hour course. Let me tell you something people, I learned. Just on... to get this right, this is Sean's third course of speeding, so you would have thought he'd have realised after the first two that they were four hours yeah. long, not two. Yeah, if you've been on a course, right, uh, street lights means 30 miles an hour, dual carriageway 60 miles, uh, sorry, a single carriageway 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, dual carriageway with a grass verge in the middle. But most people know that. The bit I didn't know is blue light aware. If a blue light emergency vehicle is behind you, you're not allowed to break the law by going through a red light or pull into a bus lane or doing anything that would be a normal offence. If you do it, you'll get nicked. And apparently what they tell you to do is just sit there. Don't move out the way. That's what we got told on our course last night. How fast was you going, Sean? Come on. Speed kills. I was going 36, 36 in a 30-mile-hour limit in Hook Road in Chesington. You ever been done with speeding, John? Uh, No. Well, I got done 25 miles an hour over Tower Bridge. And to be fair, if I'd have hit a tourist, apart from getting 500 points, I, I don't think I'd have killed them anyway. So, so Oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, if you well, I've been on speed course, awareness. Course. Anyway, anyway, we're running out of time. What's the last one? Uh, hello, my handsomes. How you doing? It's old Dodsy back from the West Country. Uh, it's proper taters in the mould down here, he said. We'll get out of the mould then, you idiot. Well, the Saints went marching in, didn't they? San Antonio, I think he's thinking about holiday then. St. Alla and St. Fornaus and not forgetting St. Martin. <laughs> After last week's questions, it's back to Nigel. Uh, normal, sorry. Nigel, he says, I used Cockney rhyming slang last week with the word cockle, and it went right over your head. Are you really a proper Cockney? <laughs> you muppet, I made a joke when I said a cockle. I know what a cockle is. Do you know what a cockle is, people? Yeah, of course I do. What is it then? It's uh, a. Uh, Before seafood, Google. Uh, a seafood like shell thing. Money wise. Oh, I don't know. What, you mean cockney rhyming slang? <laughs> yes. Fucking <laughs> idiot. We all know what a cockle is. Of course I do. Of course I do. Cockles are mussels alive, alive, ho. 
She wheeled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow, seeing cockles and mussels alive, live oh. That's fine, right? John, do you know what a cockle is in money? It's a fifty p. It's a tenner. Dear, oh dear. Uh, Nigel Pellegrini keeps asking me questions. Are you now backing him as you flip flop last week? You bloody cheap. See, not see exactly what I said. No, well done. You all go back and listen. And yeah, he's digging me out. I was super six. So yeah, I'll leave that there. And he said, "What are your, all your plans for Christmas? And what will your New Year's resolution with regards to West Ham be? And as this will be probably last podcast, podcast sorry, before the fat red man comes down the chimney, that's a bit harsh on Sean now. Do you know, Dodds, it's not red. <laughs> Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year to all of you. And yeah, Merry you, Christmas. Mate. There you go. So what are you doing then? What? You've got to answer his question. He's asked you what you're doing at Christmas. What am I doing at Christmas? Uh, you're going to... I will. Have... Dodds, mate, I will be at the Crystal Palace game. So we'll meet up and have a beer. So drop me a line. And uh, we'll arrange it. And until Norm, actually, well, Norm will be listening. So, Norm, don't forget me pasties because you still owe me a pasty, mate. So, there you go. Something for me to eat. And, Mum, I will be around Boxing Day, but it'll be after the football. Uh, so, there you go. Cool. Right. I think that's done, isn't it? That's it. Uh, predictions? Predictions, three games because it's unlikely. I'm away until I think I come back Friday on the 2nd or something of January. So I'm going to miss three games. Let's do three, and we're unlikely to record three games of Palace, uh, Leicester City, and and Bournemouth. John, uh, Palace, I think will be a draw, one all. Leicester, we will get eight, three one, and Bournemouth, I think we might win that one nil. Nigel. Uh, Palace lose, Leicester lose, Bournemouth win. Uh, I'll go for a 1-0 win against Palace, 1-0 win against Leicester and a 1-0 win against Bournemouth. And still beating Nigel on Super 6. I've been Sean. Merry Christmas. A happy new year. We'll probably be back in the new year uh, unless these boys record while I'm away. Nigel has been... Good and tag. I'm also away in Cornwall. Enjoy. So it'll be just be the, the Booches running the podcast then. Uh, and John has been? I have been enjoying myself this evening and would like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Come on, you, Come irons. On, you irons. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. Well, that was fucking dreadful. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.